The Fend, brought to you by George's Fine Meats in Cherrybrook. Hello everyone and welcome to The Fend. This is episode one of series two. So glad you could join us. And we are proudly brought to you by George's Fine Meats in Cherrybrook, who are backing up for another season. My name is Adam Hawes, and I'm joined by the one and only, the rugby league great. He's strapped on the boots again for another hit-up. It is Gary Jack, and happy birthday, Jimmy, too. Yeah, g'day, Adam. How are you? Yes, it's my birthday today. There you go. Um, you know, it wasn't that long ago, I suppose, it was um, that I had my, my debut with the Tigers, and it was on my birthday back in 1982. So it was the start of my career there, so it's... a uh, it's my 60th birthday today, so thank you. And the memories are flooding back, huh? Yes, plenty of good memories there. It's a long time ago, <laughs> a long time ago now. We played Penrith at Penrith Park. We actually won that game. That's our first win of the year, so that was the start of my career there. So, yeah, always um, uh, the start of the season is, is a great time for me. It normally, sort of, a lot of times, it does coincide with my birthday. Now, to put it mildly, you've had quite the off season. We'll come to that shortly. Uh, but just tell us, firstly, start of a new season. Round one is upon us. What's it like? We well, you know what it's like for fans. Fans can't wait for kickoff. They get very excited. Yep. What about the players? After all the training, how do they feel about hitting the park for round one? Oh, I think that's what they're looking forward to, Adam. Um, you know, you train since, what, November. Most days you're training, uh, it's all building up for the start of the season. So all that hard work uh, comes into play. You've, you've, got, you've got to start well. Um, so the players will be looking forward to playing footy. It's not just about running around the oval and doing your weights. You've got to you know, play with the ball and score points and defend tries. So... Um, yeah, the players will be looking forward to And Jimmy, how important the first couple of rounds, it can really set the tone for your season yeah. if you get off to a bit of a shocker. Yeah, if you get off to a shocker, absolutely. You've got to start well. Most teams, there's not much between most teams these days, so it's crucial to win those games at home to start well. You know, you've got to take your chances when they come. To score a try, you've got to actually you know, you've got to score points. So it's crucial that every team starts well. They all say that, but it is true. Uh, you know, we, we under there, back in 91 under Alan Jones, I think we... Lost our first 10 out of 11 game and the other game was a draw. So that was a pretty bad start to the season. You don't want to start like that. You yeah. want to start, you know, even even 50-50 is a pretty good start after the first six rounds. If you win, win three and lost three, that's pretty good. Yeah, you're not making the finals when you lose 10 of the season. No, you're, <laughs> you're just trying to get away from the wooden spoon. And then, because if you don't, then all of a sudden the pressure starts to build, pressure starts to build, that you haven't won games, you start to question yourself, question your ability, question the team's ability, players' ability. So it, it just takes all the pressure off you if you start well. Without putting a mock on it, COVID-19 seems to be under control in Australia, so we are bubble-free for the start of 2021. It's, it's very exciting. Yeah, that's good. So look, take nothing away from the storm last year, but it just, it just seemed different, didn't it? It was players living in bubbles, the empty grandstands, 20-round comp, shortened comp, yeah. um, flying in and out on the day of the game. It was a bizarre... Like the whole world, obviously, was bizarre, but yeah. in particular, the Rugby League, who did a great job to get the competition up and running, and the Storm won it. Well done to them. Penrith were amazing also. But looking forward to getting back to a bit of normal. Uh, now, before we tell you who's going to win the Premiership this year, who's going to take out the wooden spoon... We do need to talk to Jimmy about something even more important. And I'll preface this by saying I always feel lucky to present the Fend with you on a weekly basis, but even more so after the events of Friday, January 22nd, 2021. Can you give our listeners a, yeah. an idea of what happened on that day? Yeah, Adam, yeah, for sure. Um, 
I was training, I, I trained three times a week with doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, at Castle Hill and um, that particular day, it was a very hot day on the Friday, the 22nd of January. Um, we, we just sort of warmed up, about five, ten minutes of warm-up and um, the next thing I know, Adam, is um, I've collapsed on the ground, uh, I'm unconscious um, and, I'm, and I'm fighting for my life. Um, I didn't, re- I didn't know what had happened. I've obviously pieced the pieces since then. What happened? I'd suffered from a cardiac arrest. Um, I didn't even know what a cardiac arrest was. I thought they were all the same, but it's not. It's not. It's not a heart attack. It's a completely different animal altogether. It's a lot more dangerous than a heart attack. Um, yeah, so I collapsed and I was laying there on the floor. And thank heavens for my my great friend uh, Simon Farnsworth, who was our instructor. He jumped in and um, he gave me CPR for. Uh, for, uh, for six minutes, um, he, relentlessly, he, he gave me, that's so important, that first three minutes or six minutes to jump in and do CPR, which kept me, which kept the blood going to my brain um, before the ambulance guys got there. So, you know, I, I can't thank Simon Farnsworth enough. It was, that, that, it was that time that he just worked on me when the ambulance guys finally got there um, after, um, after probably 10 minutes by the time they got there, that saved, that saved my life. Uh, with, the, with these cardiac arrests, you know, it's at that first three minutes so critical. Um, if you don't do CPR, there's no other way that the heart can keep going. It has to be hit by the defibrillator. And, you know, and I've kept fit and healthy for 20 years. I thought I looked after myself. So I think it's a really important story to get out there for guys. It mates only affects guys rather than, than the ladies. Go and get your, your checkups. Go do your cardio checks with, with your cardiologist. Make sure that you're, okay, you're on top of it. Um, and this, because a lot of my friends have said, what happened, Jimmy? Like, you're so fit. What happened? You know, we're concerned. They're 55, 50 themselves. It could happen to them too. I said, well, it could. So they need to go and get those checks to make sure that, that there isn't a problem with the, with the electrical side of your heart or, or, the, or there's a blockage there um, and get it, sorted, get it sorted out. So it's a wake-up call. There's good from anything that comes out of what's happened to me. It should help a lot of guys in their 40s, 50s, 60s that once they've heard that happen to me, the importance of going and get checked because it could definitely save your life. And, mate, I... You know, I had my son's wedding, which was on the weekend, and it was just the most beautiful wedding to be at. That happened. Yeah, I wanted to make that wedding, and and um, I did. You know, and I, you know, I'm only 50, 59, and I've got a lot of things that I want to do in my life um, before it's my time. And it was just, it just hit me all of a sudden. I had no, no pain, no premonition, no tingling of my arm, no tightness in my chest. That's how deadly these cardiac arrests can be. Um, and you know the survival rate from them is um, it's about four or five percent. So um, I'm extremely lucky that Simon, a great mate, Simon Farnsworth, was there, knew what to do with the CPR. That saved me as well. So um, then I was at Westmead for in ICU for probably four days at Westmead, then another ten days in the ward. And Westmead Hospital were fantastic. They did a great job on me to, to help me to recover um, after 14 days there. And my wife was fantastic, Donna, uh, my beautiful wife. She was um, she was quite distraught. She was very distraught when she got to training and um, Simon went up to her and said, look, he's breathing, he's alive. Um, certainly come out of the blue and um, she's been you know, very supportive of me all the way through uh, this whole this whole journey. I'm, I'm, I'm recovering, I'm walking all the time now. Um, I'm back, I see the cardiologist, um, I see a doctor tomorrow, oh, sorry, on, uh, on Friday. Um, and hopefully I'll be back at work next week, you know, so it'll be... It'll be six, seven weeks I'll be back at work. So that, that's great. That's a great outcome. So the paramedic, Kevin McSweeney, yes. also did an amazing job. How did he sum it up when, when he got there and spoke to people? Oh, he, he just, 
like you know, he was just there and, and he, he looked after my wife. He had a team there, and they just first had to get air, make sure my, my airways were open, so they put like a trackie in there so I could so I could breathe. Um, there was a there was a, was a certain range of your heart, a different um, a fibrillation of my heart, which is which is wasn't the highest, which is the da- the, the deadly one, which is which is what puts you, puts you asleep. Uh, it was just below that, so they, they had to had to hit me with some some needles to to get my heart back into that to that tracky rhythm or the, the dangerous rhythm, the fibrillation rhythm. Then they could hit me with the, the defibrillator to get me back to um to shock my heart back into normal rhythm. Um, so yeah, they were, because the heart had stopped. It wasn't, heart you weren't stopped. just unconscious. No, I, I was unconscious and I was fighting for my life. I, I, my heart had stopped. And my, my, I wasn't breathing. So yeah, um, that's what can happen with a cardiac arrest. Um, they're so deadly. You know, it can happen to anyone. Um, these cardiac arrests, and I, and if if I'd have been down the park, and I've been training in the park for the pre- previous oh, couple of weeks, just running around the oval, a lot of people die. They they die because they're training on their own, and that's where it happens. Um, you know, I mentioned Steve Folks' name, and um, I think Steve Folks trained training on his own when, when he when he passed away, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he had a cardiac arrest as well. So it's important um, that, that someone's there with you. You, you don't train on your own. Um, if I'd have been in the park, I'd have been gone. So you know, um, that's that's what's happened to me. It, I, look, it, I think it's an important lesson for for everyone, particularly guys that we, we're not bulletproof. Even though you might feel great, go and get a check. And for and I think everyone, even from schools on, we should be teaching kids the importance of CPR because it can happen in the shopping centre. Could happen at the footy. It could happen anywhere where someone could have a cardiac arrest, and we need people who know what to do. the bystander CPR they call it. Bystander CPR. We need them who can jump in and do that CPR. At least give them a fighting chance for when the ambos turn up. Unfortunately, a lot of time it doesn't work out that way. Yeah, well, you certainly inspired me. I'll be doing one of those courses. Uh, very quick, smart. You, yeah. uh, you're very keen to get the the story out there. Yep. For 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 a good reason, and you you've done a story with the Telegraph, the Sunday Telegraph today, yep. um, with you caught up with Simon and Kevin. What was it like seeing those? Yeah, um, I, I haven't. I've never met Kevin until today. You know, I've never. I've spoken to him on the phone. I've never met him before. Uh, he was he was fantastic. He he was great. He sort of filled in the, in the, all the the gaps that all the questions that I have about what had happened and why it had happened and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Simon, yeah. Every time I see Simon, I just I just break down and start to cry. Uh, it's like you know, um, he saved my life, and his thank you just isn't, isn't enough when you when you save someone. I, I, you know, I, I do every time I see him, I just just love him. He's a great guy. Is uh, Simon? Uh, Simon you can never repay. No, you can never repay. You can never repay. You know, yeah. When when I collapsed, they, they, they didn't know if it was heat stroke or they didn't know if I just fainted. You know, but he could see by by the colour of my lips and by my complexion um, that I was in trouble, and he within. 30 seconds, because I, I felt like when I when I collapsed, I just collapsed and hit the, hit the wall. Luckily, when I hit the wall, there was a, a pad there, and my head didn't hit the wall. I, I fell into the pad. So that, that also could have saved um, saved any damage as well. So and then he, he, he was in the you know, 100, 120 beats per minute for like six minutes. And they say after two minutes of CPR, you should swap and let someone else have a go. Not Simon. No, no. He said, no, I'm here till the ambulance guys get here. So he just went flat out. For six minutes, that's 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 a lot of work. Um, so yeah, he did that, and that, and thank heavens for that because, you know, I, mentally, I think I'm okay now. I think I've uh, I'm back on top of it. Um, 
I'm here. I've got a, a lovely family. I had a lovely wedding went to the weekend and I've got so much to live for. I'm just blessed that I've been given a second chance and I'm going to make the most of it. Adam, yeah, I'm going to make the most of it. Well said, Jimmy. Well said. Um, I'm sure I speak for all the listeners in saying it. It's great to have you back and looking healthy and sounding healthy and ready to rip in for another season of The Fend. Yep, absolutely. You know, we, we couldn't just finish after um, <laughs> one, episode, one, one series. Um, I'm looking forward to getting to the footy too and... Uh, you know, it's uh, it's been a part of my life since I was a little fella, and it's great to do the fender, and it's great to do it with you. And you know, it's things like that that you sort of take for granted. I'll never take anything for granted ever again. Yeah, just going for a coffee, or just going out in the sun, or just listening to music. That's just it's a lot. we've got so much to live for in this life, and we want to enjoy every every minute of it. Well, maybe don't watch the Tigers too much because. <laughs> They're not good for That'll you. give me plenty of joy this year. They're that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm optimistic. Good. They're not good for your health, trust me. <laughs> uh, for a big change of pace now, uh, it is time for Jimmy's code word because it's back for 2021. You yes. get 10% off your next purchase at George's Fine Meats in Cherrybrook. What a place that is. Very tasty meat. All you've got to do is give him a password, a code word. Yep. And Jimmy, you have come up with something. The code word for, for Series 2, Episode 1 is Simon. Simon is the code word. We've just heard all about Simon, so mm. no further explanation needed as to why you've chosen him. Yep. Okay, time for our 2021 predictions. Now, I might just point out this was done before round one, so don't, don't blame us if um, some of our predictions look stupid a couple of days later. Uh, let's start with the Broncos. Um, what are we thinking they're going to dish up in 2021, Jimmy? Oh, uh, I think it'll be better than last year. They were a very divided team last year. So, yes, they've lost a lot of players that have moved on from the Broncos, but they're such a, you know, a strong team. Kevin, Kevin Walters will come in. If they, as long as they're united, I think they'll they'll be they'll be up there. Um, so I think they'll be a much better side than last year. You know, they've, they've got some players that they brought in, um, Copley, Asiato and, and Mead have come into the squad, which will certainly help them. But they've lost a lot of players too, Offengawi and McCulloch, Bird. Uh, all those guys have moved on. So um, I think the Broncos will have a much better season. Well, a better season than last year. Well, it couldn't be any worse. They got, <laughs> they got the wooden spoon. No. Uh, look, for me, they've got a rookie coach who's untested at NRL level. They're the reigning wooden spooners. They've lost arguably their best player in David Fafita. Oh, I just don't see them doing anything this year at all. If anything, they might shake the spoon. But I think it's another dark year for the Broncos. I've got them coming 15th. What about you? Um, I've got them coming 13th. All right, Canberra Raiders, uh, preliminary final last year, knocked out by the Storm, outclassed by the Storm, who went on to win the competition. They've lost John Bateman, Nick Kotrick, a couple of big losses there, but they do get Josh Hodgson back, the Englishman, uh, after he missed most of last year with injury. How do we think they're going to go? Yeah, I think they'll, they'll be pretty much the same uh, from last year. I think the Raiders, they'll be around that sort of fringe four mark. Ricky Stewart's always tough to beat down there, his boys. Um, Kotrick will be a big loss for them too. They've recruited uh, another guy called Harry Rushton from Wigan, so they like to do their recruiting from from over the UK. And also Ryan James has uh, come into the squad from the Titans. So um, I think the Raiders will be there and thereabouts, around the top four. I've got them fourth. I've got them at fifth. Okay, there you go. Now, Bulldogs, I see the Bulldogs, <coughs> excuse me, as a, um, <coughs> as a team to watch. I think uh, they've recruited really strongly. I like what Trent Barrett's done, and he's on a He's on a mission too after the way he finished up at Manly. I've I've got them doing quite well. I haven't lost anyone of note really, Kieran Four and notwithstanding. Mm. I've got the Bulldogs sneaking into the eight. I'm going to have them as eighth. Well, I have got them at uh, 13th. I think they will go 
um, better. Um, Flanagan there at halfback. Jack Hetherington will go well. Kotrick is a big plus for them. And also Corey Allen at fullback yeah. uh, from South Sydney. So there's some bit of star power there with those four players. So, uh, yeah, they've lost four. But I think, um, I think Trent Barrett will pull them together. And I think they will be a lot better side. That they'll score a lot more points than last year. They've just got to stop the, in, in defence once it gets scored against them. But I think if you looked at the Bulldogs last year, you would say they were in most of their games. Mm. And the comment was they just lacked that you know, two or three class players. I think they picked those players up. Yeah. That's why yeah. I think they can make the eight. Uh, the Sharks, they're a bit a real mystery for me. I, I don't know what to make of them. They did sneak into the eight last year, but they weren't good enough to beat any of the top eight teams th- throughout the season. They've really bought no one apart from Aiden Tolman. Uh, they're not playing at home. I, I don't see good things for the Sharks this year. So I think they'll be around that 12th spot. Aiden Tolman, if he's your big recruit, then you're in trouble. Um, but they have got some, yeah, they've got a good team there from last year. They started off last year very well. That, that first first half of the season, they were the top four side, but they faded towards the back end. So I think it, uh, it might be a tough year for the Sharkies. I've got them 11th. I've got them 12th. Okay, so not playing finals football, the Sharks, this year, so you can lock them in now for top eight. <laughs> Gold Coast Titans, a lot of eyes on the Gold Coast. They have done diddly squat, really, since um, they were reintroduced into the Premiership. Is this the year, Jimmy? They've done diddly squat since 1988. <laughs> so for 30-odd years, they've done diddly squat. Is this year... Well, I think it might be the year from what they've re- recruited, what, SESE, Big Tino from the Storm, Fafita... Yeah, Sam McIntyre from the Tiger State. Yes, um, I think they're, they're... And also they've got those key guys around Jamal Fogarty, Ashley Taylor, AJ Brinson that can score points and got that flair that can, from create something from nothing. So I think I think they can. I think they, they can really give the top eight a shake this year. Yeah, I'd love to see it too because yeah. it's been a bit of a sporting wasteland on the Gold Coast. It'd be nice to see uh, a bit of success there. I do have a word of caution though. Uh, I don't want... I'm hearing a lot about the fact they won their last five games last year. That, I mean, that means nothing now. No. And they've got some recruits. I, I, I hate to bring it back to Parramatta all the time, but I remember in 2010, the Eels were coming off a grand final in 2009. They bought a couple of big names in uh, Tamata Tahu and Justin Poor. Everyone was talking about, oh, after the way they finished last year and these recruits, they're going to go to another level. And they miss the finals. Mm. So just because you've bought some players mm. and you won a few games the year before doesn't mm. guarantee you success. No. So they're just... I'm no. sure Justin Holbrook's onto that, the coach. Yes, but I've got them coming seventh. Yes, well, I've got them. I've got them uh, tenth. Okay. I've got Gold Coast, and they really these guys, you know, that need to uh, for feeder all those guys. They need to. We just spoke about and Gary. They need to step up. They need to show how good they are. You know, um, their, their 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 career has been installed for the last, or particularly last year. So this is a great opportunity for them to say, "Look, I am. I make a difference. I do make a difference." Um, these players um, this year at the Gold Coast. All right, Manly, uh, we really know that their, hin- their hopes hinge on Tommy Trevojevic. What do you think of his dash through the course, though? Did you ever take on a, a fan in a bit of a sprint race on a, a big night out? Probably, <laughs> yep. <laughs> just, it just wasn't captured on mobile phone, <laughs> just, I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was sickening to watch, really, wasn't it? You know, he's just here with the boys and... Uh, and thought he was okay, and he wasn't okay. So, you know, it's a costly loss for them. You can't replace him. He, he is critical for them to make the eight or to be any chance of winning the or the top four. He has to be there. So, you know, uh, they they you can't replace him. You just can't replace him. He's that good a player. Um, yeah, Kieran Foran comes back. They've also got, uh, what, Aloy there from the Tigers is also his is, is, is first year as well. 
Um, so I, I think I think it'll be a, 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 a slow start for Manly, but I think they'll get better as the season goes on. The more games that Tommy plays towards them, the middle and later part of the season. And Jake Trebojevic was down on form last year. I think he'll, I think he'll have a better season. Uh, big loss. So Adam Fanua Blake, he was so strong up front last year. So yeah. I don't have them in the eight. I've got them twelfth. Well, I've got them eleventh. So I don't have them either. So I think he he will be a big miss. Adam Fanua Blake as well, and Joel Thompson's gone as well. Melbourne Storm premiers last year, but no Cameron Smith for the first time since two thousand and two or three. What a champion he was. But you know what? Let's just replace him with Harry Grant, who's considered one of the upcoming stars of the NRL. So they're still in pretty good shape. They have lost uh, Vunavalu on the wing and Malawi up front. uh, Big loss there to the Gold Coast. So they've lost three big names. Do you see them hanging on to top spot? Well, look, yes, I do. I do see them finishing that, that top three. Uh, they're, they're big losses, and obviously Cameron Smith. Like they had, he's been there for what eighteen seasons, so that's a huge uh, loss. Him not being there, but you know Harry Grant comes in as as we said. So look, I just think, and this is where it comes to a Craig Bellamy coach team. I just think that he knows how to to turn good players into better players. They haven't recruited too much uh, in, in ways players, but you know that they've always been there and thereabouts. The uh, certainly in the, in the top eight. So I think they'll they'll still make the top four. Um, but certainly Cameron Smith will be a huge loss for them uh, with what he's done over the over the previous, uh, what, 430 games here he's played in the NRL. And I saw some statistics there, Adam, just on the weekend, that of the 430 games, he's only missed 15 games by injury or suspension. He went six years from up to late 2020 without missing a game. That's an that's a com- availability rate of 97% over 18 seasons. Absolutely incredible. There's no doubt Harry Grant's a great player, but there's only one Cameron Smith, and it's yeah. not just his ability with the footy and in defence. It's also the way he controls the tempo of a game. Yeah. He yeah. knows when to, to to put the foot down. He knows when to put the brakes on, so yeah. to speak. And they're going to they're going to really miss that. I've got them just dropping slightly to fifth. I don't see them winning the competition this year. Uh, time will tell, of course. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. You're entitled to your opinion. Thanks, <laughs> I've got them at third. I've got them at third. Yeah. So I think that they will with Harry Grant and Pappenhausen, oh, the old Pappenhausen and the Munster. I think uh, they'll fill the gap. But, yeah, the leading point scorer in the game's history, Cameron Smith, it's hard to replace that. So I think I think they might just sneak into third. Well, I hope they go better than the statues. Uh, oh, did you see that? <laughs> yes, I did. Did they look like? Who was it? <laughs> was it Cameron? It did look like Apparently. Cameron. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it didn't look like him. Maybe they were leftovers in the warehouse and they just <laughs> stuck it up. They certainly deserve statues. Yeah, I thought the likeness was a little off. Yeah, a lot off. Now, the Knights, um, gee, I don't know about the Knights. I, I don't know what to make of them. Um, they picked up Tyson Frizzell. Mitchell Pierce has been in the news again uh, yeah. over the summer. He's got a new one-year contract. Caelan uh, Pong is missing the opening rounds with injury. What do you reckon? Yeah, it'll, it's going to come down to in the halves there. But, you know, they've got Tex Hoy there as well. Uh, he's a utility player. Pierce at seven. You know, Kurt Mann's going to have to help him. They need, they just they have that direction, then they lose their direction. They just get lost all the time. Yeah, Mitchell, that's, it's, on, it's on Mitchell. You know, he's the one that's got to lead them around the park. Certainly, Frizzell will make a difference. Um, you know, uh, but last year, last year sometimes they look like top four, and then other weeks that, yeah. they just they just bottomed out. Yeah, the way they finished last season was disappointing. I remember the Gold Coast put the cleaners through them when they were a big chance of 
yep. you know, kicking towards the top four. Yep. They just really petered out. And I just, that worries me. I, I've got them missing the eight. I've got them 10th. Yeah, I, I've got them. I've got them maybe just slipping into the eighth. Um, you know, I think Pierce is coming towards the end of his career and he's not going to have too many more chances to make, make the semi. So I'll put him in to have a good season, though he does attract plenty of attention around himself. Um, so I think if he plays, if he can play well consistently, he can lift the side to, to a top eight. Cowboys have a new coach. Todd Payton takes over from Paul Green, but they really haven't signed anyone. Um, they still have Jason Tamalolo. Michael Morgan, can he get back to his best days? That's the big question mark. I guess an advantage for them this year will have they'll have crowds at Queensland Country Bank Stadium where they that, that could be a real weapon for them. It's such a, a big stadium and they didn't really get the benefits of that last year with the COVID-19 yep. uh, no crowd policy. I, I've still got them struggling. I, I've got them 14th. Yeah, I agree. I've got them 14th as well. I think they will struggle. They've got what uh, Burr, Bradley and Bowen coming into the side. Gavin Cooper's uh, retired. Michael Morgan's fit, fit again, we hope. Um, so, yeah, I think their biggest chance is recruiting players from their local competitions that, that can make the step up into NRL and um, maybe the start of their career. Like, that's where they're going to get most of their, their players from is their local North Queensland Cup competition. So if they can get a couple of stars that can step up, um, but I think they will struggle, and I think I've got them there for 14th as well. Well, after 35 years of waiting, I can't tell you how excited I am that I'm just six months away from celebrating what? Parramatta's drought-breaking premiership. <laughs> You've been waiting. What, what are you laughing at? You've been, how long have you been waiting? 35 years? Did you see my documentary, Eels 86? No, I haven't, actually. You must watch it. <laughs> is, is it good? Yeah, there's one shot of you missing a tackle. <laughs> I think now. I saw 30 seconds of it. <laughs> Maybe three minutes. <laughs> you didn't fall asleep, did you? Uh, well, just about, yeah. Anyway, well, make when... sure you check that out on NRL.com. <laughs> Thanks for talking it up. Um, now, the pain of last year, I think, will drive the Eels. They weren't that far off, really. They they just lost their way a bit towards the end of the season. I actually think it's because they pick the same team every week. I think they've got some recruits there this year, which will increase depth and a bit of pressure on spots. And I think that'll bring out the best in the Eels. And um, hopefully Mitchell Moses, with a bit more hands-on from Andrew Johns, can and can lift his game against that quality opposition, where he probably hasn't done it in the past. I've got them finishing first. First, <laughs> what? Wait, well, they, recru- well, they finished they, third last year. They recruited year. what Joey Lussick from Salford and Bryce Cartwright from the Titans. I mean, they're top at the Cut- top of their recruitment. Cartwright at his best. Yeah, Cartwright at his best. Yeah, um, what? Uh, Israel Papali is there. Papalia is um, Papalia. Papalia. Not me saying the wrong name. He um, he's been good at the Warriors. I don't know why they let him go, but apparently he's really been turning heads at, at training for the Eels. So yeah. I expect big things yeah. from him. It's all going to come down to as it always does with Parramatta. Uh, Mitchell Moses Brown. It's at that six or seven. Um, Sevo on the wings and Gutherson. Those guys have got to play well. Gutho had. He had probably his best year he's had since he's been in the NRL. Moses needs to take more control of the game and don't drift in and out of the game. And if he's if he is in the game, Parramatta will go well. Uh, but they need to do it week in and week out. That's Parramatta's problem. Um, they've got a big tough pack. They do play a lot of games at home, which which is a huge advantage. I've got them sixth, with a with a little arrow pointing down. <laughs> Well, I think this is their time. The window's open for Para. I think oh, this been the... There's a hurricane been through, mate. It's been 35 years. We're still waiting they for the window. The, they shut the window. The window <laughs> is open. It's, I've pushed it wide open. I think they can get through there this year. I like the look of them. And I think the experience of origin for Gutho and, and Nathan Brown and, and Regan Campbell-Gillard thereabouts, I think that'll 
have benefits as well. Uh, the Panthers, runners-up last year. Geez, 17 straight wins, and they crash in the GF. But 26-20, they went down to the storm. It was very much one-sided, apart from a late flurry from yeah. Perth. Uh, but they've still got an exciting roster. Crichton, yep. Luai, Cleary, Charlie Staines on the wing, taking over from Josh Mansell. Uh, no James Tamo either. He's moved on to your Tigers. Mm-hmm. I just think they've still got the goods to go all yeah, the way. Yeah, and don't forget they've got Isaiah Yeo and uh, Kickcow as well, Villamay Kickcow as well. So, yes, they have lost uh, Laurie, Tamo, uh, and, J- and well, James. Mansell went. Mansell went as well. Mm. Um, so, yes, they are a very good side. Um, they've got good players coming through. Cleary's still there. They'll be... You know, I really would expect them to take to go to the next level this year. They had a great run last year. This year, I'm looking forward to them to be even better with the experience the players have got from losing that uh, losing the grand final. So I think they're, they're my number one pick for the season. The Panthers, you know, with, with Nathan Cleary there, uh, he's just so clever around that half five eight spot. He's going to become the, the game's number one player um, certainly this year. I think he will. He's only just a baby at 20, 22, 23 years of age, um, and I think they've recruited well and. And they're well well coached, but can you just shrug off a grand final loss, or, or does it knock you around a bit? Oh, I think it it can knock you around a bit, but you know um, they just started poorly and they gave too much start. They came back at the end, but you know they needed to start better, and they just had a, had a bad a bad start to the game. So you know you can use it. You can use the, yeah. the hurt. And- yeah, of course you can. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, dare I say. You know, um, we lost in '88 to to Canterbury, and we were probably never in the game until until later in the game. They, they led quite easily, I think, 24-12 or something. They won. Um, the, the disappointment, but look, obviously, it's great to get there. It's great to play in the grand final. And when you do play in a grand final, it, you, you want to play in another one because the grand final week is the best week of your footy career. So they'll want to experience that again uh, this year. Um, and then when they do get to the to the to the big dance, they say you've got to make sure that you put it away. So um, I'm sure they will be a lot more hungrier than last year um, to let these opportunities slip by because you don't get too many in the NRL. Okay, I've got them finishing second. I've got them finishing first. Okay, let's go from one end of the ladder to the the other end. Well, so we think. I, I just don't see the Dragons striking a blow this year. I, I don't see why. We should be getting excited about the Red V. Uh, they've picked up a few players, but they've lost Tyson Brazil. Cam McInnes out for the season with an ACL. Mm. They're two of their best players. Um, new coach Anthony Griffin hasn't coached for a few years since being shown the door at Penrith. I just don't see any yeah. reason to get excited. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't showed the form in the trials, but that's, you know, they're only just trials. Um, yes. They've got McCulloch there, Jack Bird's coming back. I've got a lot of friends living down Wollongong that are yeah, St. George Illawarra fans. Um, they're, they're disappointed. They obviously expect a lot more from their side. Um, I think it's going to be a, a tough year. Excuse me, it's going to be a tougher year than last year uh, for, the, for the Dragons. And I can't, them, I've got them, well, I've got them 16th. I, I don't think they'll be much good at all. Yeah, I've got them. I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic here, but I, I think it's going to be a really tough year. I've got them collecting the wooden spoon. Um, yeah. And I, I don't remember the last time they did that. No, no, that, that's right. Maybe when the Steelers were around, they might have got the wooden spoon, but not certainly not St. George um, in their history. But, you know, that's uh, they haven't recruited too much. Um, re- also requiring a lot on local players coming through in the area. Um, but there's one thing, Jimmy. There's, there's no pressure then, is there? If everyone has written them off. Hmm. They might play unshackled. Yep, with the expectations. Maybe. Yep, yep, that's right. Well, he's put the, he's put the pressure on you know the, the five eight uh, 
Well, ben Hunt's been named captain. Ben Hunt's captain. Yeah, you know, he's after the guys to play well. He said to, he said to his key players already, they need to play well from the first game. Otherwise, you know, he may drop them. So that's put a bit of ginger on their tail. That might backfire um, because you want them playing well all year, but certainly the pressure's on the key players mm. to perform from so round one. Yeah. Well, he did work with Hunt and Corey Norman, the yeah. Broncos, many years ago, so perhaps he's going to unlock their talents, yeah. which were lacking last year. Souths, a lot of focus on the Rabbitohs. Latrell Mitchell's on fire in the preseason. They picked up Jai Arrow, Josh Mansour, even the great Benji Marshall. They played the last three preliminary finals. They look poised to take that next step and, and jag a premiership. What do you think? Yeah, they are. They've got plenty of depth of South Sydney. They've, they've recruited well. I think Benji's a great buy for them. I can't believe the Tigers let him go. Mansour comes in on the wing, experienced Joey Arrow. So, yes, I think they've got plenty of depth all around the squad, which they will need at certain times. Um, but, you know, it's going to come back to the halfback, Reynolds, Adam Reynolds. He has to lead them from the major semi-final up to the grand final. He needs to get them into the grand final. We know what a... So what hang on, you, you, you agree with Cooper Cronk. Cooper Cronk came out recently and said, well, I can understand South balking at signing him long-term because mm-hmm. South have been on the, on the threshold of the yep. grand final three years running and Reynolds hasn't got them over the line and, and think what you like, but it's up to the halfback to, to do that, come up with the big plays... When it matters, and maybe Reynolds has come up short. That's right. Well, well, he has come up short, you know. So it, that, that that's what halfbacks do. They lead teams to to victory. Um, they point them around the park. That's their their sole purpose. And he's a you know he's got a very good kicking game. He's a very good goal kicker. Uh, tactically, he's a very good kicker. But he needs to make the right decisions to take the next step. And he really needs to. This is the year he has to make the step to get them into the grand final. Um, and you know he's it's what's he thirty thirty one now. He really needs to. And I, I do agree with Cooper Cronk on that, that that's what he's there for and he, he needs to. Otherwise, you might as well look elsewhere. Okay, I've got them coming in third, the Rabbitohs. I've got them. I, I have got them. With the depth in the squad they've got there, that's a bigger acquisition what they've got with those players coming. I think they'll finish uh, second. Okay. Uh, Roosters, a very, very disappointing exit last year. There were times last year they looked like going the three-peat, the Roosters. They were on fire, but they just really petered out. They mm. lost to South 60-8. to eight. In the final round, they mm. just couldn't recover in the semis. Um, they picked up Suwali, the, the schoolboy. But like, they just, won't use him yet. He's, like, a, he's a schoolboy. So yeah. If that's all they picked up is Suwali, like, who else have they picked up? Well, they've lost Orbison. He's been there a long time. They let yes. Kyle Flanagan go, controversially. Cordner is out for half the season. Yep. But they still do have Tedesco, Kiri, Manu, the Morris boys, Takiyaho, Radley, some yes. phenomenal talent. Yes. I, I, yep. I, think, I think the way they finished last year, Trent Robinson will really have been working them hard. I've got them coming. I've got them dropping a little to six, but they'll still be. They'll still give a lot of cheek. Yeah, well, I've got them. I've got them four, and, and I even question my four. I think they might even finish worse than fourth, but I have got them fourth at the moment. You know, if Suwali is a big signing, then you know they need more than him if, if he does play at all. So, um, but they have got a, a good squad which has been together, and they know how to win games. Um, I just don't know if they can get back to the heights of a couple of years ago. Yeah, you wonder if they're just starting to come down the yeah, outside of the mountain. Yeah, yeah. That's, mm. how, that's how I feel too. Warriors will be playing out of the Central Coast again. They've got a new coach, Nathan Brown, with Phil Gould as consultant. Um, Adam Fanul Blake, great signing. Uh, Bailey Sheridan, I reckon, is an under-radar under pickup too from South. I thought he was really strong. And it's the last season for RTS, Roger Tuovasa-Shek, before he goes to Rugby Union. Yeah. He'll be in for a big one. Yeah, that's right. Now, they played, showed plenty of heart and plenty of soul, did the Warriors last year, being over here in Australia. And I think they will continue on with that. I think they would have learned a lot last year. 
um, from their epi- how they finished the season. So I think it'll be a, a very good year for the Warriors. I've got them also. Uh, I've got them finishing seventh, and, and I think Adam Fanua Blake will also make a difference coming into their their huge forward driven pack that they've got. So uh, another another depth to it. I've got them finishing ninth just outside the eight. And to finish up, this is what everyone's been waiting for. That's right. What'd you leave to last for? It's alphabetical order. <laughs> what could I do? <laughs> West you. Tigers. Haven't played finals footy since 2011. Have you got some good news for Tigers fans? Are they going to break the drought in 2021? Oh, I think they will break the drought this year. Look, they've got well, Dane Laurie's come in. Uh, James Tamu is the captain. Uh, we've got a little bit of speed on the edges now with James Roberts there. And uh, Joey Offengau is also in the pack as well. Um, and the big big raps from this Stefano Yulikinatu Utuikamanu I was waiting for you there, to say yeah. that Utuikamanu from Parramatta they tried to get him 12 months earlier but yes. Parramatta wouldn't budge yes um, the, the next James uh, Tamalolo from what I've seen in, well, in the press that'll be a handy pickup. that would be a hand so I think he has recruited very well hang on can I, can I pull you up because I think you're getting a little bit carried away you've lost Benji you've lost Lawrence Elijah Taylor Josh Reynolds and yeah. only your best player from last year Harry Grant and you, you still think you're a chance at finals? Yeah, I do. I do. Anything else you want to say? That's, that's enough. We, we've, got, we've got Laurie coming. He only played three or four games, Laurie, but he's got plenty of experience here. We've got um, James Roberts. Now, James Roberts. Now, he's either rocks or diamonds, James Roberts. If he's on, look out. And ain't been too many diamonds lately. <laughs> so we're looking for him to shine. We've given an opportunity to shine. A big uh, Joey Leilau on the, on the other centre. If he plays well, there's there's... Plenty of what he can do. Can Joey, when he's on song, there's no one better than him. But I think the key's going to come down to, uh, obviously, around the halves. Uh, That's where it's going to be won and lost. We we need Brooks. Had a quiet year last year. He really needs to to step up. This is the year for him. It is. If if he doesn't get them over the line for the top eight this year, I think they need to... Separate. I think they need to say. Yeah, look, mate, you just, you just do your own recruitment attention, leave the Tigers alone, okay? We don't need your opinion on our halves. You've got enough trouble with your own halves. So, with Brooks, I think this is going to be his year from the year before. We okay. had his best year in 2019. I think 2021, he will he will step up. And the Tigers have got a good, tough pack. If you're going to win a game, you've got to be tough in the forwards. You know, you can have all the razzle hang dazzle on, they've on been the edges. Whinging. They've been whinging all summer and about McGuire being too. You've had your go, and let me give you my go. Hang on. They're going to have a big, tough forward pack, and that's what they've got now, with a little bit of finesse around the sides um, off, off, off Brooks. So I think they really can give it a red-hot crack this year. I can just see Brooks fretting it to Roberts or to Joey. Try under the post against Parramatta. I can just see it coming. Um, and they will. They are, in my selection, a top eight side for 2021. I'll actually be honest with you. I hope they make the finals. I'd love to see the Tigers back up. Yeah, there's a lot of Tigers fans out there, mate. A lot, yep. of, lot of Tigers fans out there. And uh, it, it, look, the, there's change from Cleary uh, over to Madge, yes. And it's been a bit of a, a difficult situation for the Tigers, but they're finally starting to get the squad that he wants. And obviously the players that he's brought in from, from Penrith um, will we'll give a lot more depth and strength to our squad for, for Tigers fans at, um, okay. in this year. All right, who's your grand finals? Uh, oh, look, I do think I do think Penrith will be there again, and I look, I, I think it could be Penrith South. Yeah, one right. two. I'm going to say Souths and oh. Parramatta. <laughs> All right. Well, I might as well go Penrith and Tigers. There's about as much chance of that happening as what is with yours happening. I will remember those words come that's October. Just, that's right. I'll play them back for you. Throw them back at you. <laughs> Time for fan at the end. It's where we let off a little bit of steam uh, to finish off. 
The Fend, episode one. Uh, Cameron Smith announced his retirement. What a career. Took a long time for him to announce his retirement. What did you think of that? Yeah, it did take a long He announced it yesterday. <laughs> so, so it's been the whole pre-season, off-season, you know, for the day before the season. Look, it's been a bit... I know. This whole thing should have been done earlier, I think. You know, he's drawn all the way out to the end. I don't know why. I don't know why. He's such a great player. Didn't didn't need to, I don't think. Unless he really thought he was going to play again this year. Um, I heard him on the news last night and he said he was unsure um, if he was or he wasn't. So so maybe that was the reason why. He just kept it open for, for him to come back and play. But I think he enjoyed it. I think he enjoyed the cat and yeah. mouse, and he had been he'd been off the media for the last few years. Yeah, and I think he enjoyed keeping the media guessing, guessing, guessing. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? And he yeah. just never gave the answers and, and, until the statue unveiling. Yeah, like a bit disappointing at the end. Like I was like, like, oh, I don't really care at the end. Yeah. <laughs> sort of, I shouldn't have felt that way, but that's I how I felt. Victory. I would have loved him to say it straight after the yeah game, after the grand final. They won the comp, and yeah. to say you know that's it of. I'm retiring. Thank you very much and goodbye. And that would have been fantastic. But to draw it out, yeah. You know, uh, but uh, having said all that, having said that, what a player, you know. Yeah. Uh, honestly, you know, I played with some of the greats, you know, Wally Lewis and Mel Meninga, you know, Peter Sterling, Brett Kenny. But this guy has done it for 18 seasons. You know, at the top, at the top for 10, 12 years playing for New South Wales or, or sorry, Queensland or, or Australia. So he's he's performed week in and week out. You know. Uh, yeah, Wally and, and guys like that didn't didn't Wally didn't come to uh, New South Wales Rugby League until he was like twenty seven, twenty eight. Mal was similar. He was probably Mal was probably twenty six when he came down. But yeah, you know, they played at the top level for ten years, or certainly Mal, Mal did. And that's what, in my idea, makes him such a great player. He played at the top level for eighteen years, yeah. and even at thirty seven, he you would say he would be in your top five players at the end of the year. Absolutely. He would he would be in that. So at thirty seven he was still delivering. He didn't drop off. No. His level was always up the top there. He always expected of himself and he always gave that uh, of himself every week. There's no excuses. So I, I just he's I think he's you know, he's the best player I've seen. I really do. Um yeah. Kicking goal kicking mm. as a player, strategically, defensively, longevity. It's hard to go past him as the greatest. Yeah, I'm with you. I just think the longevity side of things, but also he, he never, you never, you always knew he was out there. He had a presence in every game, yep. and, and like you said, he didn't taper off towards the end of his career. He could have kept playing. Mm. You look yeah. at his performance in yeah. the grand final; he yeah. was up there among the best players. So, I think he's, he's a phenomenal talent. I'll tell you what, he's not built. He's not a hulking build. No, they call not. him the accountant. Is there something in that for young players? You don't have to hit the gym and, and become uh, yeah. become the Hulk. Yeah. Just be yeah. yourself. Yeah. He's always just around that ruck, take, making tackles. He never goes in to whack someone or to hurt someone. But and if he did that, yeah. he, he might hurt himself. But he just makes the tackle, gets yeah. off. He just controls himself. He just controls the tempo of the game. He'd, he'd what, be, what, maybe maybe 90 kilos, maybe 85 kilos, mm. not quite sure. Mm. Uh, it doesn't look like a... An NRL player, but geez, he's got the great, a great brain, a great body, and wish him all the best in retirement. Um, and thank you for giving us so much. Well, it didn't give us much joy, New South Wales, <laughs> giving Australia so much joy as Australian captain um, yeah. over the past decade. Yeah, well played, Cameron Smith. That is full time for episode one of the Fen Series Two, brought to you by George's Fine Meats Cherry. But well done, Jimmy. Thank you also for being so open. Thanks, mate. About what you went through and. Please, as Jimmy said, take a first aid course. Learn what needs to be done to save a life. I know I will be. 
because you never know when you might need it. Uh, if we wrote off your team's chances, don't despair. Probably, it probably can all change next week. It probably means they're going to win the comp. Uh, Jimmy, thanks very much thanks, for Adam. your efforts today. That's great, mate. It's great to be back uh, back on the saddle, so to speak. And all league fans, particularly you Parramatta fans, make sure you check out Eels86. You can catch that on NRL.com or the Eels website, YouTube. It's everywhere. It's a, a must-watch for Eels fans in particular. It's been a long time. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we're celebrating a new premiership in October. Anyway, that's it for now. See you next time on The Fans.